0: If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. All right, and can you please introduce yourself and share what you're here to talk about?
1: Uh, Sure. Hi, I'm Anonymous, and today I'm going to talk about a time in my life where I was the other woman in a relationship and I didn't know, and I'm going to talk about how that has changed my perspective in dating and just my overall outlook on modern dating.
0: I feel guilty for being so excited about this conversation (laughs) because... I can only, I can't even begin to imagine how difficult this was for you to go through when you did learn that you were the other woman, but it's a story I feel like that we don't hear enough and there's no doubt in my mind that it happens to so many people and it's just not talked about because people are embarrassed, people feel guilty, people feel shame around it. And so I really, really appreciate you reaching out and being willing to come on and share your story.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, definitely something that was super difficult for me to deal with. And I think just after years of you know, being able to go to therapy and talk it out and really think it through, um, I've learned that it really isn't something for me to be ashamed of um, because one, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) And two, you know, a big thing that I kind of reflected on is that without that experience, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I wouldn't show up the same way that I would show up for myself when it comes to dating. So in a weird way, as odd as it sounds, I actually don't regret what happened.
0: No, and I totally get that because I've definitely had experiences as well where it's like maybe they were the hardest things for me to go through and I, you know, would do it, would I do it differently though is like, no, because it brought me to where I am now and, and made me who I am. So I have a lot of respect for that and I'm really glad that you are able to have that hindsight and have those takeaways. So let's go back to the very beginning. Take me back to 2019, if you
1: will. Yeah, Sure. So this happened in the beginning of 2019, and previous to that, I was in two back-to-back pretty serious relationships. From so from, you know, I'm 30 right now. So from 20 to about 26, it was soon to be 27. Um, I was always dating people who I had met through college. Um, I had never been on a dating app before. And I was just more comfortable with either dating people who were friends of friends or people that I met through school. um, Because at the time I was living in New York City and, you know, I... uh, I just felt really uncomfortable just dating, you know, strangers, if you will, because I've watched tons of Law and Order. <laughs> and, you know, my parents, um, my dad's from Staten Island. My parents are always like warning me about so everything. So is my dad. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: I bet I bet they know each other. <laughs> probably,
1: probably. Oh my God, that's so That is funny. so funny. Yeah, my dad's from uh, Great Kills, Staten Island so funny. Yeah, um, I don't
0: I don't know specifics.
1: <laughs> just that. <and> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but yeah, I was dating two people back to back who were in college, and they just weren't the right match for me. But at the time, that's what I was comfortable with. And that's what I knew. And the idea of kind of just dating a total stranger was really scary to me. So I had been two weeks prior to meeting this person, let's call him John for, you know, privacy reasons. Um, Two weeks prior to meeting John, I had actually broken up with someone who I had been dating for three years. I met them in college and I just realized after some time that they just weren't compatible with me. We had nothing in common. But I think a lot of times when you're that age and you go to a college or, you know, a university that's super small. So for instance, I um, went to a school that had maybe 2,500 kids maximum. Um, so it was just really slim pickings and you know I think during that time I had a mindset where I just wanted to be loved and I wanted to be in a relationship so bad that anyone who kind of gave me attention I was just I would just gravitate to and I wouldn't really question it so you know three years had passed with this person and I sort of realized like oh wait a second like I have nothing in common with this person we have no common interests. you know this person loves to go to concerts and festivals every weekend and I'm an introvert and I like to you know stay home and you know cuddle up and watch tv so um, I very quickly realized that you know what I need to end this right away so two weeks have passed with that and I honestly wasn't really looking to date right away um, but I was out with my friends and I I don't know why, Alana, but I'm, I'm a very intuitive person. And I have this very weird gut feeling like the entire day that like – something big was going to happen or you know like the love of your life was just was going to come into my life and I had this feeling that like I needed to go to Brooklyn at the time I was living in the Upper East Side in Manhattan and all my friends lived in Clinton Hill and I just had this like nagging feeling of like you need to go out to Brooklyn tonight like you need to go out to Brooklyn tonight you're going to meet someone really special and I was out with my best friend and I was like we need to go to your apartment. We need to go out in Clinton Hill. Like, I just, I have this like strange feeling, like, let's go. My best friend turns to me that that night and she's like, you are absolutely crazy. (laughs) I am (laughs) not going to Brooklyn with you. I have been at the gynecologist today. I'm in no way, shape or form to talk to any men of any type, like be a normal person and go on a dating app just like everybody else our age and leave me alone. (laughs) So, oh my
0: God. So,
1: you know, She left me at that because we were at a happy hour and she was like, go on a dating app, enjoy your Friday night, go on a date. And so I went back home and I thought about it and I was like, should I go on a dating app? Should I try this new thing? Like, should I just maybe, you know, go out by myself and see what happens? Like, I I don't know what was going on with me. I was just in a, a mood and I was like, you know what? I don't have much else to lose because I've had these two past relationships with guys that I met in college that didn't work out. So why not try something new? You know, I'm 26 now. I'm not the same person that I was at 20 or at 23. Um, So I ended up downloading Bumble that night.
0: And You didn't go to Brooklyn.
1: I did not go to Brooklyn, no. I did not go to Brooklyn by myself. I went home really sad that my best friend would not go out with me that night to Brooklyn. Um, But also like, I am very much like a homebody at heart. So if I get any excuse to just be able to like go back home, like I will do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) I wonder
0: how different your life would be had you gone to Brooklyn that night.
1: I know. I think about that all the time, too. Like, if my friend would have just rallied and been like, you know what? Yes, let's go to Chilo's. Let's go to the Williamsburg Hotel. Like, let's just go out and see what happens. It probably would have been really different. Um, but like I said, I, I don't regret what happened to me. So yeah. I went back home to my apartment. I downloaded Bumble. And I think the reason why I downloaded Bumble specifically is because at the time, I think Hinge was fairly new. It was like January, February 2019. And Tinder to me always just seemed like a dumpster fire. Like I just, it felt like a wild west that I wasn't ready to go for. So I downloaded Bumble. Door number three. Door number three. And lucky door number three is Bumble. (laughs) Um, So I just swiped and swiped and swiped all night. And I finally matched with someone. And their name was John, and they were staying in Williamsburg. So I was like, oh, lovely. So maybe I am onto something. Like, I am going to meet someone really important, and they do live in Brooklyn. And we get to chatting, um, and everything is going really well. Um, I have a lot of tattoos and he has a lot of tattoos. So that's kind of what we talked about first was like, oh, you know, I like your tattoos. Like, where did you get them? All these things, everything's going, you know, super smooth. And then, um, he asked me to hang out the next day, um, at a bar and he was like, oh, do you want to meet me in like Bowery and, you know, grab a drink there? And I was like, sure. That sounds great. Um, And then at the end, once we have planned everything out, he was like, oh, by the way, I'm actually not living here. I'm visiting from, let's say, you know, Australia for privacy purposes. I'm visiting from Australia. And um, I just wanted to let you know, I'm only here for three days. And so as soon as I saw that message, I paused and was like, okay, so maybe like that weird gut feeling I had was a little bit off. Like, I, I don't know if like my first like dating app date should be with someone who's like not even from this country but then I like took a moment to think about it and I was like you know what actually this is a really brilliant first experience to have on a dating app because this person doesn't live right. here like you can literally just be yourself And you, there's no
0: pressure at all. Just have a good time. Yeah, exactly.
1: There's no pressure. And like, if even if you make an ass out of yourself, right, you will never see that person again. They do not even live in this continent. No downside. No downside whatsoever. (laughs) So I talked to myself into it and I was like, okay, brilliant. Like I'm going to go on this date and I'm just going to be myself. Like I said before. I had never really dated, dated Um, all of my relationships before were just kind of, you know, college dates, meeting someone at like the local college bar. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're in a relationship with them. So I had never really had the chance to do a formal dating. And I didn't know what that was supposed to be. I didn't know if I had to like pretend to be a certain person or go in there with a certain attitude or like I didn't know, quote unquote, rules of dating. So I just thought I'm just going to be myself and see what happens. So
0: Which is the best way to do it, you guys. Spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I've never really saw the point of like trying to be, you know, somebody else or like, I know a lot of my friends, they struggle with like rules of dating. Oh, should I like text this person back within a certain amount of time? Or should I, you know, pretend to like not be as interested in the date or whatever? And I've just always thought like, you're just having a conversation with another human. You know what I mean? Like they're not special. Like- you can't, you shouldn't put them on a pedestal. Like just go in as yourself exactly. and, you know, if they don't like you, that's their issue. That's not, that's yeah, not you
0: a wanna you problem. You want to find someone who likes you for you, not for the games you're playing or for the, a different version of yourself that you're trying to be, because then what happens? Eventually they're going to figure out who you are and you're not going to be compatible.
1: Exactly. Totally. Totally. Or you can end up in a situation like me where, you know, three years pass and you realize you don't even like the person in front of you. Very true. Exactly. You know, because you have nothing in common so yeah that's kind of the mentality I took going into this date was like I'm just going to be myself I'm going to go on this date I'm going to see what this experience is like to have a date from a dating app and if I like it great and if I don't never have to do it again so I meet this person and they show up and they had the thickest accent I've ever heard in my entire life so I said they were from Australia, which is like pretty, you know, pretty close to where they're actually from. And their accent was so thick that I was like, I, oh, I don't think I can go through this date. Cause I don't know what good this day, person Literally like, uh, <laughs> oh, good day anonymous. Like I was like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to understand what they're saying to me, which sounds oh terrible God. out loud. But I was like, you know what? It's all for the story. It's all for we're the here. experience. Ruin we're here it. for it. Locked in. Um, so we ended up having a few drinks and, um, just right away I felt like a strong bond with this person that I've never felt before in my life. We had so many things in common that I just didn't have in common with anyone else. I dated in my past. Um, you know, we, um, got along over, you know, we talked about sneakers and, you know, he was a restaurateur. So we talked a lot about food culture and why he was in New York. He was visiting New York to kind of see all these different restaurants, uh, cause he was really passionate about Asian fusion and sort of bringing, you know, these, um, foods and these different cultures that, you know, you may not see so much where he's from and really bringing that to life. Um, so he was like obsessed with chinatown in new york as i'm obsessed with chinatown in new york wo hop is the best restaurant in chinatown um and we just like slowly but surely like really opened up and i understood his accent way more than i thought i would um and right away it just felt like a really special bond and connection um i'm a pretty private person in general And I'm not someone that's very forthcoming with information. And I just felt like right away, I could just kind of be myself. And I don't know if it's because he had no connection to my life or, you know, he was kind of this outsider. So there was no real stakes in the game, or maybe just the mentality of, you know, he's only here for a temporary amount of time. So, you know, I can just be whoever I want to be. And there's really no um, harm and no foul. So we had a great first date. um, And... You know, we ended at the date and I was just kind of like, okay, you know, bye. Nice meeting you. Have a nice life. And I was kind of ready to end it there because I was really going in with the mentality of like, just try this new experience and whatever happens, happens. And he responded to me and said, you know, no, actually, like I would like to see you again if that's okay. Um, you know, like I've, I haven't ever really talked to a New York local before and there's so many different things that I want to try and do. Um, and I just had such a nice time with you that I figured why not? So I really oftentimes think about that one moment in time. And I always ask myself, like, what would life be like if I just had stuck to my guns and been like, no, this was a nice time. And like, we're done here. Um, Or like if
0: you had plans and just like didn't even have time or the ability to consider doing it. Totally,
1: totally. Um, Because what happened then and just by being open up to it became this like whole years-long saga of an experience that I just was not expecting whatsoever. So I agreed and I said, sure. Um, And then the next day or two, we just went to every single one of my favorite places in Brooklyn. So, you know, we walked through Prospect Park and we went to Bagel Hole. Um, I think Bagel Hole used to be the original bagel supplier to Russ and Daughters. So, you know, we had bagels and got lost in Prospect Park. Um, We went to some of my favorite places in Clinton Hill, like Clementine Bakery. You know, we um, walked to Dumbo and went through like the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Uh, We got to see the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, we got to go through a little bit of Chinatown. And it was really just like something out of a movie, if I'm being honest.
0: I was gonna say this is a rom-com day, without a doubt. Like I, I see the montage happening.
1: It was a big rom-com day. And it was it was so nice, right? Because like, as a New Yorker, you know, you rarely ever get the chance to like actually feel like a tourist and like go to all of your favorite spots and be reminded right. of why New York is so great you know? Um, it's so easy to get bogged down with the day-to-day lifestyle of New York of, you know, going to the office, going home, or opening up your laptop, closing your laptop, maybe hanging out with friends and going home and getting stuck in that routine that I don't know if it was just the break of that routine that kind of made the connection so intense, um, but it really was. And, you know, throughout this entire time, I just got to learn so much about him. You know, I got to learn about his childhood, um, where he grew up, why he was so in love with traveling. So, you know, outside of, you know, traveling to New York, he had traveled to, you know, Korea, he had traveled to China, he had traveled to, you know, all these different places and was super worldly. And that was something that I think I was really missing and craving, not only in my relationships, but also my friendships. Um, I lived overseas for a while as a kid, and I think sometimes when you're in the States and you've you know, traveled internationally, or have lived, you know, abroad, you can get kind of bogged down in thinking that Americans in particular, I'm not saying all Americans, but some Americans are very um, limited to just what's going on in the US. And they're not really that interested with what's going on in the world. Um, So that was something that was really attractive to me. And I just felt like I really opened up to him about just everything that was going on with me, how I grew up overseas, how, you know, I was a pretty shy kid growing up. um, And so I was pretty reserved and didn't really share much about myself. Um, I shared like, you know, my favorite restaurants, my favorite places to go to in New York, my favorite shows. Um, we even bonded over just like Spotify daily playlist. So, you know, how Spotify has like the daily place where it's like daily place, one, two, three, we yeah. like swapped phones and looked at each other's playlist and realized that we had, you know, the same taste in artists. Um, like we both love Lauren Hill and Nina Simone and all of these different artists. So slowly I just sort of realized like, wow, actually, you know this person is super compatible with me and I can't believe that I'm only going to be able to spend like three days with him so you know the final day came up and he was going to San Francisco for another a day or two and then he was going to fly back to Australia so during this time um, I did what I think many people do in modern dating is that we fail to ask each other what our last names are (laughs) Because I know I am not the only one guilty of that. Um, there have been plenty of times where I have gone on dates now recently, and I've been like, oh, wait, I don't even know this person's last name. And they're great. So on the last day, I like asked him, I was like, oh, so what's your last name? And he was like, well, I think it's best if I don't tell you. And that was the first red flag for me. And looking back now, knowing that I... That was very clear. There was a red flag, and I kept going with it. I'm just like, oh, geez, like, why? Why didn't you just stop things there? But anyways, he told me, he was like, I just think it's best if I don't tell you. And I remember point blank responding and asking him, being like, do you have a girlfriend? Is that why you are telling me that you don't want to tell me your last name? And he said very sternly, no. So I just took it at face value. I was like, okay, well, if he says no, that means no. And he was like, I just think it's best, you know, like we had a really great time and I really like you, but you know, I'm only here for a limited time and this isn't going to be sustainable. And I just think it's going to be harder for us to try to keep a connection. So I said, okay, fine, whatever. But I didn't really mean it because I think at that time in my life, I was just, I just wanted to be loved so bad. And I think that I just didn't have the self-esteem and the confidence that I do now and i was still in the mindset of like i can change people's minds you know like oh like yeah and
0: if this is what makes him happy like okay i can roll with it
1: exactly or it's like i can roll with it wink wink but like you know right i can i, I like can like you're right it's
0: not sustainable mm-hmm yeah, okay yeah. we're gonna keep talking exactly
1: because I was like well I've met this person of my dreams and we had this like rom-com montage all throughout Brooklyn so of course I have to keep in contact with him because you know thinking in my head years out I'm like we're gonna get married and we're gonna talk to our kids about you know this incredible way that we met and da 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 and in no way you're
0: should like we- right now you won't tell me your last name but fa- fast forward that will become my last name yes <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And it sounds bonkers when I say it out loud now, but that's literally what I thought was just this person's too incredible to let go. So I remember he left on the plane and I went back on a bumble and I don't know how, but I Googled him with just like the few details I knew. Like I knew he was a restaurateur. I knew the name of his partner that he opens up restaurants with. And I knew the like region where he grew up. Insane. This was like, This is like top tier level stalking. Do, 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 did all the things with the computer, ended up finding his last name. And I remember chatting him on Bumble Chat and being like, oh, it was nice to meet you, you know, John so-and-so.
0: Oh my God.
1: Which now looking back, I'm like, that is so insane. And like, wow, that was really nice that he responded to me. Because if someone did that to me, I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) block. What did he say? He was just like. Wow, you're really impressive. I had no idea that you were going to figure that out.
0: Oh, my God. Okay.
1: From there, we just kept chatting and chatting and chatting. And, you know, Bumble got shifted to WhatsApp. And for months, we just spoke every day. Like, literally, Alana every day um with the time difference from like the moment he woke up to the moment uh, you know i went to bed it was just constantly on whatsapp and it's so funny because during the period of time that we were chatting um we barely ever spoke on the phone or like FaceTimed or like had video calls. But for some reason, it felt so intimate and so close, because, you know, he knew everything that was going on with me with, you know, the struggles I was having at work and my boss and my change in career. Um, At the time, I was shifting from advertising to human resources, which I'm in right now. And I had someone who, you know, Had no stakes in the game. And I was able to express, you know, all these things of like, I'm feeling this imposter syndrome. I don't know if I can, you know, change careers at this age, all these things. And likewise with him, you know, talking about his financial struggles and, you know, is this new restaurant opening up going to work out and will I have to, you know, sell it or what's going to happen? Because I just didn't know that the hospitality industry or the restaurant industry, if you will, is actually a really gruesome industry. Um, and it takes a lot to just even make a profit. So yeah, I think for both of us, we had somebody that wasn't really part of our quote unquote worlds that made it easier to share all this information with.
0: Yeah. And to the, your point about like, you didn't really like talk on the phone or, or FaceTime. It's like, in a way you didn't have to because you've you've already met it's not like you just connected and never did and maybe they were completely catfishing you and com- like a fully different human being it's like you already met you already had that connection in real life now you're just continuing it virtually and sometimes it is easier to open up and to be that vulnerable and connect with somebody just over text and there was nothing wrong with the way you were doing it
1: mm-hmm Mm -hmm. totally totally and I think that's honestly just like the nature of like how I'm a millennial and just like how millennials and gen z's communicate nowadays it's like it's just easier for us to communicate for virtually and via text, you know, because there's nothing scary by seeing someone face-to-face or hearing someone's voice. You're just able to kind of just say what you want to say, and, you know, whatever comes up on the other side is literally a text. Um, so I think it's less intimidating for a lot of people. So we just got really close in that time. And this was, like, we were chatting for, like... Mm, at least 6 months after meeting so we met in early february and then um during that time you know i had these moments of doubt of like what's actually going on here because we met in early February, and he decided that he was going to come visit um, New York again in June. And he was like, you know, like, I just really miss you. And I want to spend time with you. And I've been able to, you know, save up the money to be able to go back again. Um, And during that time, like we didn't follow each other on social media, or like Instagram or anything like that. And I remember thinking that that was odd. And I obviously, you know, I approached him and called him out for it and I was like hey like what is what's your Instagram like what's your social media and he was like oh I don't have any social media then I remember thinking that was odd I was like okay well for someone that you know like is so into like the hospitality industry and opens up restaurants and stuff like that like you're telling me you have no social media and he was like well you know obviously I have accounts for like my restaurants and stuff like that but I just prefer not to have like personal social media and I really respect people who don't have social media. And, you know, I know a few people who don't. I personally don't have that much social media. Um, as soon as I left the ad industry, I like deleted a bunch of my accounts because I just personally find social media a little draining. So, oh,
0: you and me both tell me
1: about it. Yeah. No, but
0: yeah. It's almost sometimes I like respected people more if they didn't have it.
1: Exactly. And that's that's how I felt about it. I was like, okay, respect to you that, you know, you want to maintain your privacy and you don't want to be glued to your phone all the time because that's how I felt at the time about social media. So, you know, again, another red flag, but I didn't really look into it. And I think at the time I just was taking whatever was coming my way. And I was looking at dating more of a lack mentality. Um, And I hate using the word lack mentality because, you know, I think sometimes when we say like lack mentality, you know, whether that's through wellness or, you know, manifestations or spirituality or anything like that it can kind of bring up connotations of like, oh, well, you're just suffering from lack mentality and you're not thinking in abundance. And, you know, you can, you can have that dream job if you want to, but you're looking at a lack mentality. And sometimes there are real limitations that people have just based on our society that, you know, puts them in a position that they're in. But when I say lack mentality right. here, what I really mean is, you know, looking at instead of being clear with what i wanted out of someone and going for it i just didn't believe that i was capable of doing that so you know i had this person in front of me who showed interest in me who's chatting with me every day who knew so much about me so why was i going to throw that away um and deal with you know right
0: why are you going to do something to rock the boat to push his buttons like why not just appreciate that you have it and go with the flow exactly
1: totally and i think a lot of people do that right um but I think now looking back, I'm like, oh, you're such an idiot. Why? So I left it at that. So we came back to New York in June and at that time we had been talking for months, right? But there was no kind of conversation of like, are we dating? What is this? Like we're investing a lot of time getting to know each other. Where is this going? And I remember in my head thinking like, okay, you know, as soon as he gets here in June, like I'm going to ask him like, what's going on between us? Like, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Are we exclusive? Are we dating? What's going on? So I remember I met up with him um, in Brooklyn. Um, I think at the time he was staying in Flatbush or something like that. And just-
0: Question for you. Mm-hmm. Two questions actually while I have you. Do you have a hard out at 12? No. Okay, cool. Um, let me just write down the time code of where I asked you do that. And then- I'll continue with an actual question. (laughs) Um, Okay. At this point, How much did, like, your friends and family know about this? Like, did they all know he existed and was coming back? Did they know what he meant to you? Like, what was that involvement outside of just the two of you? Yeah,
1: so at that point, my family didn't really know about him. I've always been someone that I don't like sharing that, like, I'm dating someone with my family unless I know it's pretty serious. And I, you know... I feel like I'm in a good place with them. So, you know, at that point in my mind, I had a couple of nagging doubts. So I didn't want to kind of, you know, introduce someone if I felt like in a few months, it may not work out. So my family didn't know about him. My friends did know about him. But they had never met him before or anything like that. And at the time, my friends really, you know, were concerned. And, you know, a few of them reached out to me to say, listen, like, this person lives in a different country. They don't even live in a different country. They live across the world. Like, you literally have to travel, like, time and space to get to this person. Like, this is not sustainable. Like, you should really be investing your time, you know, trying to meet people that are actually in this country. (laughs) Or, you know, there's plenty of people in New York City, you know. Um, I told my friends sometimes about, like, the last name thing and the social media thing, and they're like, "Mm, I don't have a good feeling about this. But, I just didn't want to listen to them. And, you know, I would yeah. look at their face and be like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. And I would just keep doing what I was doing. Um, I'm a very stubborn person in that way. And I'm, I'm the type of person that if someone wants to give me advice and I just don't agree with it, like I'll listen to them. But I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing until, you know, I learn my lesson the hard way, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, but not even unfortunately, you know, I think sometimes like we we can't learn lessons Until we're ready to. And, you know, in your mind, they were saying this stuff to you, but you're like, well, they don't understand the connection that you two have. Like, they can't understand it because they're not in it. And that's only something that you and him understand. And it's so easy to justify, like, well, this is worth it. This is worth pursuing. This is worth staying in. And you just don't get it.
1: Right. Totally. Like, there were things that, like, I knew about him that I just felt like were super close. Like, you know, Things that he had gone through when he was growing up, you know, Uh, I even knew like the names of his family members, like I knew so much about him that he shared with me that it almost just felt like a soulmate kind of connection. Um, So I was... In that naive mindset of like, this is my soulmate. Like, you don't get it. Yeah. At the time, twin flame wasn't really like a buzzword, but you know, if this was in 2022, would be like, he's my twin flame.
0: My twin flame. Um, yeah.
1: Not to make fun of anyone who does believe in like twin flame connections. You know, I'm I'm a bit of a spiritualist. I, I read tarot cards on the side, so um, I totally see validity in that. But I feel like that's kind of the term I would have used at that time. if my friends were um, trying to tell me, hey, this doesn't look like the healthiest of connections. Um, Totally. So he came back. Okay. So you're in Brooklyn. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so we're in Brooklyn. I meet up with him in Flatbush and just right away, I was like, Hey, before we continue hanging out, I just need to know, like, what is this? Like, what is this connection? Like is, are we exclusive? Are we casual? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? Because I just don't feel comfortable continuing this until, you know, I have a clear idea of where your head's at. And I remember him saying, you know, I appreciate you telling me this. Let me um, have a think about it and let's talk about this tomorrow. They said, okay, cool. So we ended up going out in Flatbush um, to a couple of bars and having a couple of drinks. And I ended up staying over and I knew right away, I was like, oh, like I shouldn't be staying over right now. Like I shouldn't be out with this person. Like I really should stick to my guns and be like, no, I'm not continuing this until you give me an answer. But I feel like just seeing him in person after months of not seeing him and just texting that I just kind of, you know, got overwhelmed with the emotions that I was having. That was like, okay, no, I can't not spend time with this person because I have such limited time with them. Um, so the next morning I woke up and I was like, no, seriously, like what are we? Because Like, I can't do this if, you know, I don't have a real answer. And I just remember that every time I asked him that question, he would just change the subject or shift it or just be like, well, you know, you mean so much to me or, you know, you're so special to me or, you know, I find you so beautiful or all these different things. And at first I was like, oh, you know, like maybe we don't have to have this conversation. But after a few times while we were hanging out, I started just having this like cognitive dissonance of. I knew at that point I was pretty in love with this person and I had such strong feelings for them and I didn't want to do anything that would risk losing them out of my life. But I also knew I was like, but wait, I want to be in a relationship and like, I want to have someone that, you know, isn't ashamed of me or trying to hide me or trying to be a secret or, you know, isn't comfortable with clarifying what the relationship is. And just the two polar opposites were just eating at each other, right? So eventually it came to a, a you know a head um, that night when I was like, okay, no, seriously, bro. Like, what is this? What is this relationship? Please stop giving me the runaround. And he just said point blank, period. He was like, I, I can't date you. I'm sorry. Like, I really enjoy talking to you and I love our connection, but like, I can't date you. And I remember him saying, like, I'm a selfish person and I think you deserve someone better than me. And at the time, I didn't understand what that meant of like, oh, why is he saying he's a selfish person? Um, But I just broke out in tears and was just bawling. I was like, okay, you know what? Like, you just wasted so much of my time. And I feel like I've just been staring at my phone for months when I could have just been doing other things with my life and
0: living your life, talking to other people, anything,
1: anything, literally anything besides just being on WhatsApp. And I feel like all of that just went down the drain with just a few words. So I was like, okay, noted. Thanks. Um, and I walked away and then immediately he was like, no, like, you know, let's just spend one more night together. I I don't want to go back home knowing that that's how things ended between you and I. And I was like, well, you chose this ending, dude. Like I didn't tell you to say what you said. You said this and you know, this is it. And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, let's just grab another drink. Like, let's just, you know, go out to another bar. And he talked me into, you know, spending another night with him. And again, I'm just like, why, why, like, why did I do all these things? And again, I think it's just that cognitive dissonance of when you know that someone's bad for you, but you also know that you have such a strong connection with them and you just adore them so much. And I think that's the tricky thing about dating, right, is that you can have a genuine connection with someone and you can be close to someone, but they may not be the best person for you as a partner. Um, same thing with friendships, too, and co-workers as well, is that, yeah. you know, those, those two feelings exist and they exist a lot of times in a lot of different connections. Um, so, you know, he convinced me to do that. And then he flew out the next day. So it was a really short trip. It was like a weekend or something. Um, And I remember I got a message from WhatsApp when he got back and he was like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about our conversation and I, you know, I really don't want to lose you and I really don't want to lose this connection. So like, I'm ready to date. So let's date.
0: Whoa. What?
1: Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was shocked too. And I was like, oh, oh. Now that you're
0: gone, okay. okay.
1: Yeah. So at that point I was like, hmm, okay. And I was like, well, this is really different from what you were saying to me in person. And honestly, like if you're just doing this because – you want to keep me around to chat with or anything like that? Like, I'm not interested. And he was like, no, like, I have really strong feelings for you and I really want to make this connection work. So like, let's give it a shot. And I believed him. (laughs) I believed him. I would love to be like, I didn't believe him. I'd love to be like, no. And choose me at the end. But you know, I believed him because at that time, He was someone who I found really physically attractive. He was somebody who had so much in common with me, you know, same taste in music, clothes, um, movies, artists, all these things. And I'd never had that. You were
0: able to easily justify it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I never really had that in my past relationships, you know, like my past partners just had nothing in common with me, if I'm being honest. Um, It was just sort of like a college date of like, oh, you know, you're in a frat that hangs out with my sorority all the time. Let's date, those sort of things. Um, So I never really had like a relationship outside of that environment. So I was like, okay, fine let's go for it. And we just went back to doing what we were doing and just, you know, chatting every day on WhatsApp, talking about, Hey, what's going on with work with you? This is what's going on with me. You know um, what's going on in your hometown. And it's so odd when you chat with someone long distance, because I feel like long distance relationships, you actually get closer and more intimate with them than you do with in-person local relationships, because you start knowing like names of friends you start knowing like where they go on their day-to-day you start knowing all these details about things like he knew all the names of my family members and like my pets and my friends and everything like that so it just felt like things accelerated very quickly so a few months passed by and I was like okay like I really want to see this person again and it would be really shitty of me to be like hey like Buy another, you know, flight back to New York and like, let's hang out again. So I thought about it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to surprise him and I'm going to book a flight out to his hometown where he lives and I'm going to get like a week there and we can just hang out and, you know, meet his family, whatever. I cannot believe that I did this, but I did. So I booked a flight without telling him for November. Uh, I think it was like a 10 day trip. I booked an Airbnb, like the whole thing. And I remember surprising because I told him, I was like, you know, I've been thinking about where your head's been at and with work. And at the time he was opening up like, I think one or two restaurants and he was really stressed out about it. And I was like, I know you've been really stressed and all this stuff. So I thought it'd be really nice if we spent some time together. So I booked this flight to your town in Australia and I booked this Airbnb and we could just have this like really nice vacation together like kind of like a staycation thing and Alana his reaction was like why in the world would you ever do that and it was such a confusing moment for me Because I was like, well, because you're my boyfriend and we've been chatting for months and I miss you and I want to spend time with you. And you've spent so much time in New York here in my home and I showed you all the things that I love about New York and you've learned so much about me and I want to learn more about you and like your home and what you love about it. And he was just not happy. And he was like, you need to cancel this flight and refund it. Like, it's just not a good time for me. And I remember immediately asking like, why? Like, why isn't this a good time for you? And he just wouldn't give me a clear answer.
0: Oh my god!
1: And I was so confused and upset by it. And I was like, Why wouldn't you want to spend time with me? And I literally I took it personally as like you personally have
0: under freaking standable. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not?
1: Yeah, because you know, I if. He was to tell me hey you know I know you've been really stressed out so I booked this flight to New York and I thought you know let's stay in this Airbnb and let's have a staycation I would be like that's the nicest most thoughtful thing ever thank you and what I've learned later on in life is that depending on your love language that's typically how you express love right so you will express love in the love language that you want to receive so I'm very much like an acts of service person a gift giver like words of affirmation so that's how I show love right But that's not typically how people want to receive love. Um, I mean, in this instance, like it has nothing to do with love languages, but it was just kind of the way that I was feeling. I was like, well, I'm showing you love the way that I want to receive love. And you're just kind of being like, ew, no, cancel your flight and, you know, go away. Um, And I just couldn't understand it. And I was so upset and I was crying and I was like talking to my friends about it. And I was like, you know, John doesn't want to see me and I don't know why he wouldn't want to see me. And immediately at that point, my friends were like, he probably has a girlfriend. Like, like he probably has a girlfriend. Think about it. Like, he didn't want to share with you his last name when you guys first met. Um, He didn't want to define the relationship midway. He told you he has no social media. My friends were literally like, look at the signs, please. Like, just open your eyes to them. And I just absolutely refused. And I was like, no, you don't get it. You don't understand it. Like... He loves me, and I know that I love him. And so about a week later, he told me he was like, oh, I'm not going to use WhatsApp anymore. And I was like, okay, like, why aren't you going to use WhatsApp anymore? He's like, I just don't like the app, so let's chat through Gchat or something like that. I remember finding that really odd, like, being like, okay, well, because he doesn't have any social media, I guess we can't do, like, DM or something else, but all right, let's use Gchat. And so I remember asking him, like, why don't you want to use WhatsApp anymore? And him just being really ambiguous and vague about it. And at that point in time, I didn't think that maybe it was because there was someone that he didn't want, you know, them seeing his phone with notifications on it or anything of that nature. So we switched over to Gchat. And a couple of days later, he told me on Gchat, like, oh, like, you know, I actually got social media recently. And um, I'm gonna send you like a friend request. What's your handle? And I remember being like, okay, didn't really think much about it. Cool. But then I finally saw his Instagram account. And it was definitely not the account of someone who just created an account. Like, he had like 1000 plus followers, he had like 1000, like 1500 posts, like, you could tell that like she oh had been what? on Instagram for a while, right? So You just
0: suddenly decided, okay, I can request I can like have her follow me now.
1: Exactly. So I was like, okay, so this is weird. So then I did the one thing that I had been dying to do for months, right? If you ever want to find the truth about someone, look at their tagged photos. I promise yeah. you, I you will find everything you need to know in the tagged photos. And so I did that. So I went onto to his tagged photos and I saw that in all group pictures, he was always standing next to this girl. And he was always in all these couple shots and everything like that. And I was like, I am such an idiot. I am such an idiot. I'm such an idiot this is your girlfriend. Like, this has to be your girlfriend. Like, nobody just has a bunch of photos standing next to the same person in all group photos and even, like, just in couple shots. Like, like tell me one person that does that. Right. So, I don't know why, but it was just by coincidence. It was like the, I want to say it was, like, close to the same day, Alana. Um, I get this weird message on Gchat and it was like, I regret meeting you and please don't contact me ever again. And I was like, what? And so I was like, first of all, this message doesn't even sound like him. Second of all, it sounds like a little bit too much of a coincidence that you Let me see your Instagram profile. And then I find all of these tagged photos are suspicious. You definitely like are dating someone, if not have a girlfriend already. And then a few hours later, I get, you know, a G chat message saying, you know, I regret meeting you and don't speak to me ever again. So at that point, I tried to test to make sure that I wasn't blocked or anything like that on G chat. And I wasn't. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try something just for a second. And so I responded, and I was like, this doesn't sound like John. This sounds like somebody else. And if this is John's girlfriend, I just want to let you know that I'm so sorry that your boyfriend lied to you. And I'm sorry that he lied to me too. You know, if you know me, you know that I would never date someone who has a girlfriend. I had no idea. And, you know, I really hope that you do what you need to do to be okay. And I sent it. Wow. And Alana, within like 15 minutes, I get a request for a DM on Instagram from this account I didn't know. And it was her, his girlfriend. Oh my God. <gasps> And it was just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I saw what you wrote to John, and I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm not mad at you. Um, If he was going to cheat on me, it would have been with anyone. So I just want to let you know, like, it's not special to you. And at that point, it was such a ding. Wait. Yeah, wait, what? (laughs) Like... it was like you're
0: not special just because he chose you he could have picked anyone to cheat on me with
1: exactly and like I know at the time like it was coming from a place of hurt right I know that like yeah I could only imagine she's
0: yeah she's like fuck this bitch like but like I want to make her feel a little bit of what I'm feeling right now
1: true totally and I was like all right I'll ever I'll let her have it Because it it is true. I think if people want to cheat, you know, they're going to find anyone who's willing to cheat with them or they're going to do what happened to me. And so that happened and I was like, all right, well, F all of this. I still have a ticket to go to Australia and it's non-refundable and I have an Airbnb reservation and now I need to figure (laughs) out what I'm going to do with all of this. So, you know, shortly after I get a message from him directly being like, hey, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Like, I'm so sorry that she spoke to you in that way. And I was like, oh, you mean your girlfriend? Yeah, what's... Also, like, I'm so sorry that that
0: happened to you. Like, you mean you're so sorry that you did this to me?
1: Exactly. So I was like, you better tell me what's going on right now. And so what he told me was, I have been dating this girl since I was 15 years old. When I met him, he was 28.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And he was like, we actually have a house together And we have two dogs together. And I realized two years ago that I don't think I'm in love with this person anymore. So I came to New York to try to see that if I just, you know, had something casual with someone that maybe I could just get it out of my system and go back to my partner and everything will be okay. And he was like, but then I met you and we had such a great connection and I just didn't know how to tell you about All of this. And I knew that if I was to tell you you want anything to do with me.
0: Oh my God. What did you say?
1: I honestly at that point was like, yeah, I feel sick to my stomach. You're right. I don't want anything to do with you. And you wasted so much of my time. And on top of that, I have a non-refundable flight to your town to your country across the world with an airbnb reservation and it's non-refundable what am i gonna do so he was just like i totally understand he was like i still think you should go you know we can talk about this in person all of these things blah 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 blah, blah. and i just like i just bawled like a baby alana i just cried i like closed you know my phone and i just needed a day to myself and I just the only thing I could really think about was like what am I going to do about this flight and what am I going to do about this reservation because I just want to be as far away from this as possible
0: it's also I imagine there was part of you that was like well now I have to tell my friends that they were right
1: (laughs) yes and I just remember my friends when they would ask me how are things going with John I would just be like fine like I would absolutely lie to them because I was so embarrassed about what happened. I couldn't imagine like dealing with my friends saying, I told you so, or just feeling so stupid because nothing makes you feel dumber in this world than being duped like that. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's a combination of like the feeling dumb, but also the pain from it and the confusion and like, how could this happen to me? And why me and you know also probably sadness that you felt for the girlfriend which is even more confusing and complicated
1: yeah I, it honestly felt like like my brain was split into three different directions right it was like this person who felt so close to me that felt like the per- closest person in my life who knew things about me that no one else knew you know he knew about you know, how I struggled with anxiety and depression. He knew, you know, how kids made fun of me when I was younger and how that's affected me as an adult, all these really close, intimate details about me. And it just felt like that whole person was a lie. And on the other side of that was this person with this life that I had no idea about, even though I also knew so much, so much about him. Uh, And on top of that, to your point, exactly. Like my heart just like ached for this girl and I was like, well, what's she going to do? Is she going to break up? Like, what's going to happen? They have a house together, like right. all these things. And I don't know why my mind went there, because it's none of my business. Um, but, I, but you're invested in the situation.
0: It's like it's like watching a movie and then not being able to see the last 15 minutes. Exactly.
1: It was just It was like a really bad Netflix binge, like of like, well, what's happening in season five? So yeah, I really struggled for a while and my flight was coming up quickly when this happened and I remember going to a tarot card reader actually and I just didn't know what to do because I didn't want to talk about it with my parents I didn't want to talk about it with my friends I didn't want to talk about it with anybody so I went to this tarot card reader and I was like listen this is the situation I have a flight that's coming up soon the sound refundable do I just eat sixteen hundred dollars or whatever or do I go and she did this whole reading for me and she was like I think you should go But make the trip for you. And I don't know if that was so much of the cards or if that was just sage wisdom. But I ended up going to um, all the way out there to Australia. And I told myself, you know, I'm going to make this trip for me and make it about me. And, you know, if I see this person, fine, I'll see them. But if I don't, then I can say that you know I was brave enough to travel by myself. At that point, I had never, never traveled alone before. I never studied abroad. You know, I never did anything like that. So I felt like it was a really empowering moment for me to say, you know what, I'm going to try my best to turn this really shitty experience into something empowering for me and see what I'm like alone by myself across the world. So I did that. And at times it was really hard. Honestly, it was kind of like, uh, who's that actor in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the main character? Um,
0: I know what you're talking about. I'm terrible at naming actors and actresses. Yeah, but I know no, about. when
1: he's just like alone on the honeymoon he's supposed to have and he's like crying in the hotel room and yeah. people are like, oh, we just heard like a noise complaint up there. He's like, oh no, it's probably people from like the floor upstairs. Like yeah. that's, I had so many moments like that where I was just like crying alone in this country and I'm like, oh my God, like what am I doing here? But it was super empowering because, you know, I got to, you know, see a country that i never seen before. I got to go to all these places that i wanted to go to. I prioritized myself. I was like, you know, I'm going to get a tattoo at the tattoo shop. that's really famous in the city. I'm going to, you know, go to, you know, this site. I'm going to see the beaches. I'm going to do all these things. And I just remember going there and, you know, being so proud of myself that I was able to do that, but at the same time being so angry with myself that I forced myself to go all the way out there. Because I remember at one point I went for a wine tour in the wine country of that area. And um, there was a bus system that would take you from winery to winery. And I think I ordered like the wrong tickets or something like that. And I actually ended up getting kicked out of the bus. And it was like a super long walk to um, the uh, station to get back to the city or whatever. But I didn't know what else to do because I had no cell service, no nothing. And I just remember like walking in a summer dress and like in shoes that were definitely not meant for walking. And I saw, you know, this group and they were definitely on like a double date or something and they were walking to the winery and they all seemed like so in love and so happy. And I dream for just sitting down and just crying and just bawling my eyes out being like, I am the dumbest person in the world. I am here across the country, across the planet. Sorry. You know, in the same city as someone who completely just duped me with his angry girlfriend, rightfully so angry girlfriend. And I'm just trying to make the most of it. And I can't even figure out the bus system here. I just felt so powerless um, and empowered at the same time. It was, it was a really difficult feeling to deal with. Um, but yeah. And at that point in the trip, I actually ended up seeing him um, and, He told me he was like, Hey, you know, my girlfriend and I decided to go on a break and I want to talk to you about us because obviously like I have really strong feelings and all this stuff. And I just remember him showing up to my Airbnb telling me this and at that point I was just burned out and exhausted by the whole thing. And I was like, I just I don't know what to believe in you anymore. I'm just, I'm just done. And the thought about, you know, even coming close to you or doing anything physical with you made me sick to my stomach. Um, And I told him this and I remember him being so upset and being like, that was so hurtful. And... You know, I don't like to use like the word narcissist. I don't like to use the word sociopath or anything like that because I think there's people that actually have clinical diagnosis that like are actually like that. But I just remember being like, "How, as a human being, do you not understand that what you did to me would have this consequence?" So
0: horrible. Yeah.
1: Like, like how? Because I don't, I don't imagine it. Like, I can't, I can't compute in my head how you wouldn't be able to understand. Like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Like, I, I'm i not someone that does that. So that was really difficult. So we ended up, you know, just like having a day where he was like, well, at least let me show you the sites and like, let me show you, you know, some things about my town. I said, okay, sure, fine. We went around and I remember that being such a sad day, Alana, because I finally got to see all of these things that he would talk about with me for almost a year actually coming to life, you know, like the school he grew up in, um, you know, the um, beaches he wanted to go to. You're
0: on a hometown date with your now ex who wasn't something real at the end, even though it was, but it was a whole thing. It's That's got to be the most like conflicting feeling in the world.
1: Totally. And it was so bittersweet because I I had always pictured doing these things with him, but never in that way. Not like this. And it was so heartbreaking. And I remember just, like, absolutely crying. And I was like, I just, I I can't do this. I'm so sorry. So, um, thankfully, that trip eventually ended. It felt like the longest trip and the shortest trip of my entire life, if I'm being honest. Because, It was such a cool trip because, you know, that part of the world, like Australia, New Zealand, it's so beautiful and there's so many things to do, but at the same time, like when you go there alone, you don't know anybody and the person that you're hoping to spend time with turns out to be someone you don't think that they are. It's just, it's gut-wrenching. So I came back and I remember him trying to chat with me, but on a different platform, and he reached out to me via LinkedIn messages. So cautionary tale to anybody. If you don't want someone speaking to you anymore, block them on every single platform. Everything, Even the platforms you don't think someone would reach out to you to. Believe me, if someone wants to talk to you, they will find a way to talk to you. And I remember him reaching out to me on LinkedIn being like, hey, I'm so sorry what happened between us. All these things, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I've done some thinking and... I really want to make things work with you and I, you know, want to be able to eventually move out to New York and be with you. And I just couldn't believe him. And I just said, you know, I want to believe this so badly. Like I want to believe that like I'm capable of changing your mind and I'm the one you choose and you're going to move to New York to me and we're going to have this beautiful life together and all this stuff, but it's just, it's just not happening. I know it's not happening so I eventually ended up blocking him on LinkedIn and I would go through these cycles of like being like okay sometimes pass let me unblock him just so like I can see you know what's going on with him work-wise and like not interact with him but kind of like dealing with this toxic swirl of when you have an ex that you know you should just block and go no contact with but like you make that anonymous account on social media so you can see what they're up to or you know you block them for a little bit but after some time's passing you think they're not going to check up on you anymore you unblock them just you know just in case they want to reach out and so i went through that spiral for about like a year or two like every six months i would just kind of go unblock and then immediately as soon as that happened he would message me and just be like i've really missed you and i've like missed our connection and all these things Um, and the last time we spoke before I moved to the UK, um, was like the spring of 2021. And I remember him getting to an argument with me because he was like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm not doing this again. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not doing this again. Um, can't you see that? Like what you're doing is super hurtful, not only to me, but like this girlfriend that I don't remember how I figured it out, but they ended up staying together. um and that's their business but I knew he was still dating her and I was like I I just I don't want any parts of this and he was like well can't you see like that I'm trying to move to the states can't you see that I'm trying to get closer to you like look I got this you know job in London and I'm finally leaving like Australia and I'm gonna go over here and I remember just asking him I was like okay well if you really feel like you're making this effort to be with me is your girlfriend coming with you to London or are you moving by yourself? And I remember him saying, like, my girlfriend's coming with me. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep. Bye. Goodbye and block. See so you never. Goodbye and block. Unblock
0: you never. Goodbye and block. Damn.
1: And so some time passed, and I was like, All right, I've gone to so many therapy sessions, and I'm super grateful that, you know, I had access to a therapist at this time that helped me work through why I ended up in that situation. And, you know, what work I can do for myself to kind of build myself up to be like, okay, no, bye, we're not accepting anything like this anymore. Um, and I remember being like, okay, I'm officially done with this, I'm going to unblock him, you know, I'm just going to do a clean slate with digital, you know, cleanser, everything like that. And I'm just going to focus on me and myself. With this time, you know, we stopped talking in 2021. So from November 2019 all throughout that year we had gone through the cycle of like you know block each other reach out to each other block again all these things toxic cycle um I was continuing to go on dating apps and dating people and I was like I'm gonna do what I originally intended (laughs) on doing and just trying this dating app experience and trying to go out there um it was rough. It was very difficult. Um, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for people who are on dating apps because I never believed that I would really find my person on a dating app. I think that you can absolutely, and you know, I think it works for some people. But I think for other people, you know, it's best to meet through like friends of friends or when you're on a night out or on, you know, at a conference or you know wherever. Because I am a big believer that. You have to have some sort of shared interest or shared core beliefs in order to make it work. Um, But, you know, I was at a point where I felt so removed from it that I was like, all right, I'm just going to unblock. And like, I'm done with this person. I have no interest in looking up what they're doing, but I just don't want to be that petty person that has them blocked. And I don't know why I thought, you know, oh, it's so petty for me to block this person. But I did. And so I unblocked them. And... Just purely by coincidence, I promise this is by coincidence, this was not uh, intentional. Um, I ended up applying to business school in London, and I got accepted. And I knew I wanted to leave the States for some time. I haven't been happening in the States for years. And just, I think London is a really great city because it's a lot like New York, but you have all different walks of life. You're so close to Europe. You're so close to the rest of the world. Um, you're much more, you know, Londoners are much more informed with what's going on with the rest of the world. And I had a point in my life where I wanted to further my career. So I was like, I would love to go to business school. Um, so I got in and I moved to London and at that time like two weeks into moving to london i met my current boyfriend so i met him through some mutual friends in person without a dating app and at this point in my life i was not on dating apps whatsoever um i was thinking to myself you know i'm moving to a new city i really don't want to invest my time in going on these dates or whatever i really want to focus on like building my foundation so you know Getting my flat in order, making it feel like a home, you know, making more friends, um, getting comfortable with class schedules and being a student again. I'm 30, so for anyone that goes uh, back to grad school older or is thinking about going back to grad school, you know, I commend you. Um, But it's not the easiest thing, right, to go back into the mentality of being a student after being in the workforce for some time. Um, So I really did meet my current boyfriend when I wasn't looking to meet anybody. So if you don't believe in that um that saying you know you find love when you're not expecting it huge believer of that um but unfortunately within that time too um a few weeks after um john reached out to me and he was like hey like i noticed you moved to london and i've been trying to find a way to reach out to you for weeks but i would really love to get a coffee to see if we could catch up um you know i totally get if you don't want anything to do with me but I really just miss our friendship. Like, I think we were just so close and we knew each other so well. And so I told my current boyfriend, like, hey, you know, this really toxic ex, if I can even call him an ex. Because I think that's another thing, too, that you have to grapple with when you deal with something like this is that you really, it, it really does start messing with your head. Like, did I ever really even date this person? Can I even call this person my ex? If, like, was they ever really like my boyfriend? Like, I don't know. Because it's just it all just feels fake and fictional. It's not real. So I told my current boyfriend about what happened. And I was like, you know, he wants to go out for coffee. And, you know, I want to be honest with you that there is this part of me that does want to meet up with him. And it's for no romantic reason whatsoever. It's for the reason that it's really hard when you move to a different country. I Yes, it's really hard to move. when you, It's really hard to move to a different country and not know anyone. I knew maybe like one or two people that were like friends of friends and they were nice enough to invite me out and you know that's how I met my current boyfriend, but no one really knew me, right? I think when you move to somewhere new, you have to go through this process of making new friends and they don't understand why you're having a bad day and they don't understand, you know, um little quirks about you that maybe your friends and your family understand. And so it just felt so cruel that I had this one person that felt like a friend for a really long time, and knew me so well, and knew, you know, would understand why I'm having a bad day, or would understand, you know, like, why I wasn't getting used to the tube system or anything like that. But they were also from this toxic, really awful context in my right. life. So yeah, so that happened. And you know, I told my current boyfriend, I think I'm gonna go out for coffee with him. But please know like I'm not interested whatsoever. I just, really want to be able to close this chapter in my book. And I remember my current boyfriend saying, you know, that's fine. Do what you want to do. Um, I trust you, but please just know that, like, I don't think you deserve to be anyone's secret. And I adore you for you. And I would never make you a secret. And I think you deserve so much more than that. So please remember that. Um, And since then, I really stuck by those words. So, yep. Now I'm currently in a very healthy relationship um, with someone that I met through friends. um, And it was really nice having that reminder because I think over the past few years with dating and with therapy, I learned, you know, not to settle. And I learned so much about building boundaries for myself because I think that's what got me into this whole situation previously was just not having those boundaries and not having those foundational parameters of what I was willing to tolerate and what I wasn't willing to tolerate. Because I think it's so easy if you go into dating and you don't understand yourself like that.
0: I love what your current partner said and you know how he respected you and trusted you to go have this coffee date, but also reminded you of your worth. And I love how much that stuck with you. And just to kind of drive that point home, like, as someone who also has been kept a secret in a sort of relationship, not really relationship, the most intense thing I've ever been in in my life. You should never, ever, ever allow someone to keep you a secret. There is never a good, legitimate, honest reason for that. And exactly what you said, exactly what he said, like you deserve so much more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, I didn't really understand that until, again, therapy was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I know there's such a stigma with therapy, but when you find the right therapist, I really got to get to the root of a lot of these issues. And I used to be someone that I couldn't handle rejection. I was an anxious dater. I just really wanted to be loved because I couldn't find that within myself. So I think that for anyone that has gone through this before, or through anyone that has that mentality of, I'm just going to take whatever's coming at me, like, I, I am the huge believer of, you know, try to seek out counseling. And if you can't do that, you know, there's tons of workbooks and help books. Um, I think there's a workbook that was like the art of being single or something like that, that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're truly life changing, because I think that's what I've spent this last year doing was just closing the dating apps, really focusing on myself and really understanding what my worth and what my value is. Um, I think a lot of that too also had to do with my career. So I'm a very career driven person. And when I finally changed careers into um, HR, and I was making the money that I felt comfortable with, alongside with therapy, I started gaining this mentality of like, I literally don't need anybody else, right? I can afford a lifestyle that is comfortable with me, you know, I can fulfill my own needs, I can fill my own cup, so why am I accepting treatment from people who literally I do not need right
0: exactly yeah, no, and and you know as much as it was painful for you to go through all of this, you know you started by saying how much you've taken away and how much you've grown from it, and I think that really just comes full circle right now and how you're explaining it, and I think it is so beautiful how you were able to take really like a tragedy in your life and turn it into something so empowering. And I just have so much respect and admiration for you for doing that. And I hope other people can, you know, hear this. And if they're going through something like you guys, we all go through shit. It's, it's how we react to it. That makes us who we are. Totally. Well, thank you so, so much for being here and for sharing your story. Before we go, I do have to ask quickly, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received or have to give?
1: So the best piece of dating advice I have ever received was dating is for you. Um, So dating is for you. And the moment it feels like it's not for you, that's when you have to have a check and step back because that's really what it is. You're dating for you to find a partner for you. So the moment it feels like you're abandoning yourself, you have to ask yourself, "Who am I dating for? Am I dating for me or am I dating for somebody else?"
0: I love that so much and I think that is so incredibly true and hopefully people can, you know, hear that and and take it with them because I think we all have times where we feel like we're dating for someone else and we're not even feeling Like we're in a place where we can date for us but we try and push through and if you're doing that you're not going to find what you're looking for and you might not even know at that point what you're looking for so i love that All right. Thank you again so, so much. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you ever have something you want to share on Unfiltered, you can email me at seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And please, please, please send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. Send this to a group chat, send it to your coworkers, send it to anyone who would benefit from hearing it, which is truly everyone, because there's so much to take away from this. Anonymous, thank you again, and love you all. I will talk to you guys next time.